Morning, good day, good night, everyone who follows us on YouTube and Apple Podcast, every other podcast platforms on Android devices, and it's a very special day for me to host a guy from German. He's a PhD in neuroscience, and he's a regional director for Dank Pharma, which we we use many products of it in our market, and yeah, it's uh, for me very uh, honored to have you over here and talk about. Very, very, very exciting topic, which is neuroscience and microbiomes and gut health and gut. What about the guts and this brain activity? What's the uh, links between these two part? And this is very special topic for me to have. Thank you very much. So thank you a lot. It's uh, thank you for having me. So it's a pleasure being here and talk about these topics. Looking forward. Yeah, and thank God how how you related to Mongolia and then. Thank God you made the, your major in neuroscience, you know, because <laughs> this this topic is not easy to find the right person to ask, and and especially what's the trend, and what's the proven concepts, and how the science found uh, all these informations, right? Okay. So this is uh, information is not easy to access in this country with okay. the right people. So that's why. So let's start with the. Uh, what is microbiome, right? It's a very simple question. And I think we have many uh, viewers who knows what is microbiomes, but it's good to start, start with it. Okay. Yeah, when we talk about the microbiome, we basically talk about biodiversity. Mm-hmm. And I think when, when your, your viewers or listeners, when they think about biodiversity, they maybe think about the ocean or a coral reef where you have a lot of different colorful fishes and ma- marine life but hardly anyone thinks about his own body <laughs> because there you have millions or billions or trillions of, of microorganisms. So on your, in your body, on, on your body, you have 400 trillion, which is a 400 with 12 zeros. 412 zeros. And 12 zeros. So it's I got to move my calculator like this. Yes, it's, it's, uh, even I cannot imagine it's for the human brain. It's, it's uh-huh. not imagined this huge number. So, and th- this is what is the microbiome. So it's basically the microorganism that live in a specific environment. And microorganism, we talk about bacteria mostly, yeah. but also about fungi, mm-hmm. also um, about viruses. But in this, I think... And discussion we will have now, we will mostly talk about bacteria mm-hmm. that are in, in the gut or on your skin. And they have a huge influence even on our behavior. And that's what made it interesting for me, coming from a neuroscience field. Yeah. But the microbiome and how to keep it healthy can influence um, your, your brain, your behavior, and also how can it can protect you from getting um, severe diseases. I think that's a very interesting topic and yeah. I hope that your listeners will like it. They will love it, but I don't know. <laughs> Especially <laughs> me, me, I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, what? What's the the real information? I mean, uh, what is the first ABC in alphabet alphabets of gut 
and what should I know first of all? Okay, yeah. So gut is basically digestion. So now we started with microbiome. Let's start with the gut microbiome. So mm-hmm. we, when when you eat the food, it goes through your stomach and then it comes to the gut, mm-hmm. and then it's your, your let's the macronutrients like protein and fats that are digested by by enzymes, mm-hmm. but then it comes to the the, the colon to the yeah. and there you have the trillions of bacteria there uh-huh. and depending on the food you eat they help you to digest it so and then they produce certain metabolites for example and they can um, go out of, of the gut and influence the brain mm-hmm. um, even how you your there's even a gut brain we will can discuss this a little bit later yeah and then once all your bacteria have finished then um, yeah then the food goes out again in the end uh-huh so it's simply, it's very, very simple journey map of the microbiome, correct, right? Correct, And uh, what kills microbiomes? We eat and drink many things yeah. these days, right? Many things. Yeah. And people, and uh, especially like European people, they eat food and desserts. Yes. And then sugar intake is, I think, more higher than we have over here. Yeah. Our cuisine culture, we don't have that dessert part. Yeah. So how about uh, on that matter? So it is known and it's it's shown from many, many studies that our, let's call it Western Uh lifestyle, it's not good for the microbiome. So there are, for example, studies showing that Nomadic people, like you s- still yeah. have in Mongolia, who live a very simple life together with animals, especially, um, they have twice the amount of different bacteria, like somebody living in an urban area. Twice the amount. Twice which the amount, and which is biodiversity. I was talking. So yeah. just imagine you go to a coral reef in the, the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, uh-huh. and you kill half of the fishes there. <laughs> So it has a huge impact on the whole environment. So uh-huh. it can change everything. So and that's what's happening actually. Not only nomadic, you know, from from um, South America, indigenous people there, they have a much more diverse microbiome. And yeah, what kills it? It's it's our Western lifestyle, as I said. So sugar mm-hmm. is a killer. Um, sugar is a killer. Sugar is a killer. So, but <laughs> you know that's. It's a little bit of yeah, hypocritic or schizophrenia of our body because you have your brain and the brain needs sugar to function. You know, When you feel tired, you need some chocolate yes. to go energy again. But on the other hand, your bacteria or you feed the wrong bacteria that can make you sick with it. So oh, Bernard. You have to find a balance. <laughs> you have to find a balance. Right before we start the conversation, <laughs> yeah, this I podcast, I, I took a it. chocolate, <laughs> which is uh, so much sugar, uh, and I, by now, my gut is having a trouble. So my microbiomes, <laughs> some of them are dead, right? Yeah, or let, let's dying. Say, it's about say. competition. Yeah, it's competition. You feed the bad guys with the sugar, uh-huh. and if you do it too much, if you have one chocolate and you normally have a healthy diet, I think you, huh. you do a lot of sports. You look very so. You will. I think you can. Um, yeah, balance. You manage. You will balance it, mm-hmm. and it's always. That's our life. We have to balance everything. So it's always a balance. Mm-hmm. And But in theory, if you only... And it's like the Western lifestyle, which you have a lot of in urban areas of the US. People eat the burgers. Yeah. They eat soft drinks. So if you just have a one liter of, of a soft drink, uh-huh. half of it is sugar. Yes. So it's, it's, it's a disaster for your microbiome. Wow. How would person normal person would detect my microbiomes are dying the what symptoms we would 
feel? And that's actually a very, very good question. And uh -huh. this is what, what the current research is doing. So what is really happening? So I think, you know, if you eat a lot of sugar, you might feel you get some digestive problems, mm -hmm. um, maybe even diarrhea and so on. Yeah, uncomforting feelings. Yes, um, uncomfortable feelings. Mm -hmm. And this is because the bad bacteria are growing. They produce a lot of gases, for example. So it's, it's it, and you can get an inflammatory um, effect in your new body and if you have an inflammation in your gut uh -huh. through the gut brain axis um, this inflammatory cytokines for example they can also inf influence your emotions so in the long term you will get yeah very tired and it, it's a negative feedback loop because you're tired then you will eat more sugar and yeah. so then you get fat you have a lot of metal so that's that's really a problem if you don't stop this, you know, I, I would call, even call it a vicious circle, to be honest. So, um, Vicious circle? Yeah, mm -hmm. It's a vicious circle because you're, for example, if you grow a lot of fat, the fat also tells your brain, mm -hmm. okay, let's grow more and let's have more sugar. And it's very hard. So if you have obese people, yeah. it's easy to say just eat less, but it's really something, it's, it's a lot of pressure for them to, to change their lifestyle. And you... But you have to start. Mm -hmm. And there is maybe if the research will ongo with, with the microbiome, maybe there's even a therapy. So you could take, for example, the microbiome from a healthy mm -hmm. person, transfer it to, a, let's say, wow. fat, fat people. And so I don't know if that's interesting for, for your listeners. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes. that's... Yeah, that I want to uh, deep dive into it. Okay. Okay. How, how could you... Transplant, right? Yes, Transplant yes, microbiomes from healthy person into obese person. Is it ongoing uh, test? Yeah, th that's actually happening. Wow. And uh, interestingly, it, it's not something that was invented now very recently. Uh -huh. So it's no. So Mongolia, it's close to China, and most people know traditional Chinese medicine. Yeah. And there was. brain active. Even in the fourth century, um, a doctor he was called Gi Hong, okay, and he had a treatment for diarrhea, and it was called yellow soup. Yellow soup. Yellow soup. So, mm -hmm. please, you already had your food, so it's it's a little bit a little bit disgusting, <laughs> because he t he took the feces from a healthy person, wow. and, and more or less injected it via. The, the only way you can inject it uh -huh. into the, the gut of, of uh, people um, suffering from diarrhea. Okay. And they got, they, it improved. Got better. Got better, got much better. And this is now be still being done. For example, there are diseases like Morbus Crohn. It's an inflammatory gut disease, mm -hmm. which um, the people suffer a lot. Even at some point, you cannot really treat it with medicine. Uh -huh. And now there are recent studies showing that this therapy is still very, very effective. And of course, the next next step is to identify the bacteria because it's a quite of dirty approach yes, in, in of the course. best sense of the word. And But um, if you know and you have like a pill or something you can produce, this is the right bacteria. So you have a very nice way to, to treat diseases like that. Wow. Maybe and and the also I, I started, there are also another interesting study that mm -hmm. it is known that, for example, People in Africa, and it might also be, in, I'm just guessing, with nomadic people because it's very hard for them to get food. So you know yourself, if you see nomadic people, if they have a sheep, mm -hmm. they eat all of it and they eat all the fat. 
because they hardly ha have a lot of food, because especially in, in winter times. Yes. And their microbiome is in such a way that they get all the energy, all the energy out of the food. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, um, you, you have other people who have a microbiome who cannot get the energy out. So you know maybe in your from your friends, somebody who he's eating a lot all the time, but he doesn't gain weight. How yes. does he manage without we doing We do sports? have that kind of friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you always say, how does he manage? And it might be related to the microbiome because maybe his microbiome is not able is not able just to get all the energy out of it. Uh -huh. And then he just doesn't get fat. And if you, yeah, you can, if you want to, 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 uh, yeah, be like um, idealist, you could yeah, go back to, to Africa where people suffer sometimes of malnutrition uh -huh. and transfer the bacteria where you can get a lot of energy out of the food to those people and the other way around to fat people or obese people, sorry, fat is wow. the wrong word, obese people, um, to transfer those bacteria that cannot get all the energy. So mm -hmm. they could basically start eating or don't have to change the eating behavior, but still they don't gain fat. So I'm now a little bit touching different directions, but yeah. just that you have an idea what, what is possible. Wow, 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 wow. That's, uh, that's like found out in 4th century in Chinese medicine. That's yes. something really impresses me. And the uh, only question that comes to my mind after hearing that is uh, how they transfer, I mean, transplanting from person to person through that uh, exactly <laughs> same as that Chinese guy or basically, these days basically it's different? It's, uh, no, it's basically the same. It's just that you have maybe a different syringe or something. It's more clean way, in a more hygienic way. Uh -huh. But you still take a healthy person uh -huh. or you can even take your own. So, for example, you don't have diarrhea all the time. So yeah. you're healthy. You just take a sample from your own feces, uh -huh. put it in the freezer, and then when you have an infection... <laughs> You just put it into a salt solution, uh -huh. put it in a mixer, and uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> then inject it into your gut. As I said, it's it's a little bit disgusting, and yes, yes. this is what research is going. We want a clean way. We want maybe just to swallow a pill, but first we have to find out what bacteria are involved in it, and this this is still ongoing. Wow, this this is so interesting, but a bit disgusting. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, bit disgusting, but. Um, it's really, it's really, there's a solution. And uh, uh, so about the microbiome's uh, state, right? Uh, since when it's become so trendy? How, how science found out this microbiome is influencing so much our brain activity? Uh, and then what research, exact research, have shown uh, that uh, correlation between it? Okay. Yeah. W when we t talk about the brain, there is a very interesting study coming from mouse models, uh -huh. um, because in mouse you can mimic a little bit depression-like behavior. You can mimic it. It's not the same. So, for example, you have a mouse and you put it in a space, and she will always hide in the corner uh -huh. and and be not move. And then you have very adventurous mouse who is running around. Um, looking what's happening doing many things many hyperactive things. yes hyperactive ex mm -hmm. exactly but then you just take the microbiome from one mouse from the shy mouse and transfer it to this adventurous mouse without even touching the brain so you don't touch the brain as such which uh -huh. brain determines behavior so this is yeah. what, what we think um, it changes completely the behavior so this already shows there is a connection between the microbiome 
and um, the the brain and how we behave, mm-hmm. and also our how we eat our food. So it's, there are many many studies, for example, that uh, Mediterranean diet. <coughs> you have yeah. a lot of plants, a lot of fish with omega three yeah. acids, some nuts, um, f- fiber, fibers, a lot of vegetables, and and so on. Then you are very you are less likely to get a depression. Mm-hmm. And these are all studies that are already exist, which is, I think, very, very interesting that you, you don't have to swallow a pill or just touch your brain and uh-huh. you can change your, yeah, your, your, your state of, of mind, basically. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard carnivore diet? Carnivore yes, diet. yes, yes, yes. Uh, what do you think of it? Yeah, I, I, it depends. It, it, it depends. So how I understand... Uh, the carnivore diet is that you eat like the people long, long time. So you eat basically meat, raw meat, and a lot of proteins, which yeah. is basically not not so bad because, as I said, the real killer is sugar. Uh-huh. But still, for your microbiome, it, it's not ideal because, as I said, your microbiome needs fibers. Yes. But what people, I think, misunderstand if they say the carnivore diet mm-hmm. um, is that <coughs> they, they think it's just meat. I would say it's more like our ancestors had. So they were looking for nuts. They were eating what, what they found in, in the forests and so on. And they hardly catched an animal. So, uh-huh. so, and that's why I think their main diet was plant-based and not the, the meat. Meat-based. I think it's more an excuse for people who like to eat meat every day. <laughs> but they're saying, I'm on a carnivore diet and it's healthy. Uh-huh. For your microbiome, it's not the best, I would say. We do have a tons of people over here with a carnivore diet. Yes. And it's just they like to eat meat and then yes, they yes. believe it's the only way we survive as a Mongols. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can, but you're very likely also to, to get cancers and these. So it's, as I said, plant-based diet with some meat. It's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Fish, it's, I think that's the right way to go. So can, uh, I know it's very important to have I mean, have not. It's like, it is very important microbiome to our health. Yes. Is human can survive without microbiome? Let's say we eat so much sugars and then we found out that we have, no, we have left zero microbiomes <laughs> in our body. What do we do? We're yeah. not going to die directly, right? Um, it's a good question. I think no one ever tried so <laughs> to, to have because it's, it's something... Everywhere there's microorganisms, mm-hmm. so it's impossible. They are everywhere. They are on the moon. They are minus eighty degrees. They are in the Arctic space. Mm-hmm. Everywhere, and as I said, maybe I, I gave you a wrong impression. With sugar, uh-huh. you don't kill your microbiome. You just put the wrong oh, yeah, microbiome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's so the maybe the the bacteria that are producing some toxins and so on. So they they like the sugar the, mm-hmm. the most. And yeah, so I think no one ever tried. I would say you cannot survive without a microbiome because it's... It's impossible and uh, it's impossible I would not to try avoid. It. Yeah, yeah. I would not try it. Uh-huh. But for, for example, so me coming from a pharmaceutical, now working in pharmaceuticals, when you take antibiotics, for example, you also kill your microbiome, but sometimes you need it because you have a serious infection, so it's very important to take also antibiotics. But still, then you have to re- rebuild your microbiome. So, and this you can do, for example, with fermented food, 
fermented food. Fermented food is also very, very healthy. So yeah, we do have one. Yeah, yeah you, I think you have Iraq. <laughs> That's it's the famous one. <laughs> yes, it's, it's not so bad. Maybe yeah. it's, it's a little bit of with alcohol, I think. So it's... Uh, it's uh, yeah. But if you have one, it's very healthy. Yogurt, for Yogurt, example. Yeah. Uh, ferment in Germany, we have fermented cabbage. We are no, known for that. Cabbage? It's cabbage. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's called sauerkraut in German. Uh-huh. So that's... It makes you drunk too? No, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but we have the beer in Germany. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Tons of it. And good ones. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We are, yeah. we are proud of it. Uh, how about, uh, you know, we have tons of diets. I think one of the uh, trendy topics is uh, it's, it's a diet. It's always be because one diet after one, there will be uh, always diets and diets. Yes. So, uh, is there any specific diets for microbiomes only? Тарих биеийн энергийн хамгийн хийгэн зарцуулдаг. Тиймээс бид тарихаа маш сайн тижих хэрэгтэй. Тарихны тижээл Brain Active гэр манж I would say there's not only a, a diet, not only a diet, but also a microbiome lifestyle. Oh, I would call it. Mm-hmm. So the diet I, I think I touched many times so it's vegetable high rich in fibers. Um, Omega-3, yeah. like nuts, fish, a mm-hmm. um, little bit meat is, is also no problem and try to avoid sugar. Mm-hmm. And um, But then it's also how you interact with people because even you, you exchange your microbiome so you can benefit from social interaction. How you live, as I said, urban people, yeah. people living in Ulaanbaatar, most likely don't have an as good microbiome as nomadic people, as mm-hmm. I said, maybe only half of it. So that that's and also sport and exercise is yeah. also something that that's very good for your microbiome. Now, mm, I want to go into the the brain part. Okay, you touched the very good, uh, good part that it's just interests me. Uh, what's the direct and indirect influence of microbiome to our psychology and uh, uh, also the brain activity? I mean, psychology by mean is that behavior, right? And yes. uh, What's the correlation? How it like okay uh, controls us? Okay, uh-huh. yeah. So it's it's a huge field. Yeah, maybe uh, there is not only the microbiome, but you also have a so-called gut brain, mm-hmm. which is independent of the microbiome. So it is known that you have in your brain you have neurons. That that's known, but it's also known that you have, a, yeah, I think also billions of neurons in your gut. Yeah. They're also producing serotonin and so on. And this is independent of the microbiome. But this is something if you say you have a gut feeling or, um, yeah, I think our grandmothers and grandfathers, they, they know you have to trust your gut feeling and then you make the right decision. And, yes. and maybe there's a, a point in it. So that's one part. Uh-huh. And then you have the microbiome where there is a direct connection between the brain and the gut via the nervus vagus. Nervous vagus. Uh, nervous vagus. You, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the the, the cranial nerves, mm-hmm. and it directly connects the gut with the brain. And there, if the microbiome, if the bacteria, when they get good food, they produce, for example, metabolites, for example, very short fatty acids. Mm-hmm. And now there are studies showing that these short fatty acids can have a huge impact to be neuroprotective. So if you have lots of them you might not even suffer from diseases like dementia, Alzheimer when you're old or you get a delayed onset. So you yeah. can protect your brain from that. Mm-hmm. So that's just, just an example and there are many, many more for mm-hmm. them. And, uh, you know, there's a product in, on the market that 
helps to improve our brain activity, right? And then there's a ginkgo. How do you call it? Ginkgo or ginkgo? Ginkgo. Yeah, ginkgo. That's that's uh, that's something that uh, promises that it helps to improve brain yes, activity. Yes. How it's possible? Yeah. So as you said, there are many many products. Uh-huh. So one of them is is ginkgo. Yeah. So it, it does not function on the nerve cells. Uh-huh. It functions on the blood. So basically, the energy you give to the brain cells is improved by giving ginkgo. Mm-hmm. And this is also known of already from traditional Chinese medicine, so it's, it's yeah. something a plan that it's now being put into a pill, and you have ha- higher concentration, so you don't have to eat a whole ginkgo tree to have the benefits. So you have it all condensed, but it's not. Also, omega three is important in these products mm-hmm. because it's kind of like a like a wire over the nerve cell. So if you you have electric cables, and it's all about in the brain about electricity. Mm-hmm. So if you have a wire with a good isolation, the electricity will flow very smoothly and quick. And this is what the omega-3, for example, is, is doing. And you have vitamins and so on. So that, that's why these are, it's, it's good as a supplement, a supplementary treatment. In addition to your healthy lifestyle and so on, uh-huh. these the, um, products can be very helpful. And it's already shown in studies that it can also delay, for example, the onset of Alzheimer or dementia. So yeah. It's Interesting. I know uh, before you studied neuroscience and all this microbiome-related information, I think you had one, the form of living, I mean, one lifestyle. But after knowing this, how you changed yourself, what was the first steps you took? And now, it's like, what's the, the most things that you do yes. for your microbiome's health and gut, uh, gut health and then the brain activity, all those things. Yeah, so to be honest, we are all humans, you know. Yeah. Knowledge will never protect you from doing a wrong <laughs> behavior. So that's that's something. <laughs> yeah. I believe knowledge helps, but <laughs> yes. it yes. helps. And yeah. it's important because it it's like higher cognitive things, you know. Yeah. You know, we can maybe discuss it later, but your brain is very simple. It needs sugar and dopamine and, and a rest, ba- yeah. basically. But um, for me personally, since you asked this, this question, mm-hmm. I really try to... yeah. I'm not an angel, of course. I like sugar. I like to drink alcohol. Yeah. I like meat a lot, but I try really to to yeah to eat plant based, to eat fermented food. This is wh- what I what I try. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I try when I you know you feel you have to listen to your body when you see when you eat something and it doesn't you don't feel good afterwards. You should just stop it uh-huh. and this is why I, I think it for me it has an influence and it, I think for me it's beneficial so I f- still feel fit I'm already the 44 years but yeah. I still yeah do all kinds of sports and I think it's related to my healthy diet mm-hmm. I do but as I said I'm, I'm not an angel I yeah, yeah. like beer and so on but it's I re- all about you have balance to find a balance right? you have yeah. to find a balance um Especially for us, we have very young generation, young um, aged population. So uh, we now, like, we just now having access, full access to informations. And then our only barrier is uh, language. And then people who have uh, uh, no limits of language barrier, they can access the, all the infos. And then, but the other population, the most of the population is learning yeah. by the time. So it's really important for me to inform them what's the uh, science found out related to neuroscience and brain activity and microbiomes and guts and all those things from 
really good source, right? Okay. And uh, uh, well, by now, I would like to know uh, what central nervous system uh, does and how it functions, how we improve it uh, in order to learn, especially. Okay. And what kind of tips you would like to give related microbiomes and guts and okay. you know all the brain activities okay. yeah so that's 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 a big question mm -hmm. that's a big question i think it's um in, in former times people used to say so when you are old you are, it's impossible to learn something new so this is that's what, what they what, said that's yeah. what they said and it's shown yeah. that it's not true so you have a neuron it's called neuronal plasticity yeah. even when you're old it's much more difficult of course mm -hmm. so it's good because you mentioned your young listeners who are mostly following your your podcast that um, you can you should start very early diversify your life so mm -hmm. have social context read books play an instrument um Yeah, socialize. Mix up activities. Act, yeah. Mix up activities. Two different, try everything. So yeah. because your brain, try to speak different languages if you have. It's yes. very important. It will give you, you can communicate, but also your brain, it will grow and it will become strong. Mm -hmm. But even for older people, so if younger people are now listening to it and they are going to their parents and then they can motivate them. So let, let's, I don't know, let, let's go with a bicycle or let, let's read a book or let's maybe even start playing an instrument or something. Yeah. You're never too old to learn something. So that's the key message, mm -hmm. I would say. And it's never too late to change the lifestyle. Because sometimes old people say, I have been eating meat 60 years of my life, so why should I change it? Because it will improve your life, it will improve your brain, and you will feel better afterwards. So this I, I can promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a, a family member, my uncle, who smokes like 40 years, I guess. He, he says, I smoked 40 years. There's no way I can quit the smoking and I will die smoking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, uh, medicals and doctors, they would say, stop smoking, right? And right. it's very bad, bad for your health. It's always they tell. But he says, my friend, uh, my friend smoked like 50 years and then he quit and he died because of quitting. <laughs> and then he believes so. But okay. uh, I want to know, is it true or not, right? So, and also I would like to know how to manipulate our brain activity. You know, human being, it's uh, uh, very happy to manipulate, learn how to manipulate himself and then people around him. Right. So uh, please give us some tips. So this was quite a lot of questions. <laughs> yes. So let's, let's first about talk about your uncle and, and the smoking, which may be most interesting for many viewers because yeah. many people smoke. And yeah, I think... We can make a five podcasts about addiction because addiction is, is one of the main diseases, basically. Yeah. Everybody is suffering. So everybody of us is addicted to something. Some are addicted to sports, which That's is true. health. But let's coming back to smoking. If he's smoking for 40 years and he doesn't want to smoke, quit smoking, it will be very difficult for him to, to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. But first of all, he has to make the decision for him. He has to understand it's not healthy. So I will kill myself. I will most likely get lung cancer. I will have high blood pressure. I can get a heart attack and so on. This is very likely. And this is what science is all about. So um, it is known that smoking kills. It's even printed on the cigarette box. So it's, so it, it's, it's something not a secret. That, that's, that's known. But, but still, 
you're addicted. So your brain tells you, yeah, I've smoked 40 years. So your brain is also trying to find excuses mm -hmm. to justify your behavior. So what recommendation can I give? The only thing is to s say, okay, maybe I should quit smoking and then there are ways so you can start a psychotherapy it's even as because it's it's an addiction so you have to treat the brain to 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 kill this this cycle of dopamine smoking dopamine smoking and that it's always because your brain always wants um dopamine and then you can have also with nicotine yeah plus and there are all kinds of therapies but the first thing is you have to make your own decision for most of the time, people stop smoking because they suffer the first heart attack and then they quit smoking because mm -hmm. they death was knocking on their door yeah. and they said, okay, maybe I should stop. So that's unfortunately for, for many, many people the, the reason. But I can, you can stop smoking. It's, it's possible. Mm -hmm. You can beat every addiction. Okay. What about another question? Um, you mean mm -hmm. how you can manipulate, manipulate yeah. the, the brain? So... Again, the brain is very simple. So the brain is kind of stupid, um, as I said. It's in a certain way, yeah. In a certain way, yeah. So it needs sugar to function, and it will always. For example, there are animal models where you have rats, and if they have the option between cocaine and sugar, they will take the sugar all the time, and they will kill. They will get fat, and they will die. Because they are simple, they don't think about it. So they, they just they don't listen happy. to podcasts. Podcasts, they don't know it's not healthy for them. They uh -huh. just listen to their their brain. Then they get dopamine by yeah having sex, for example, or yeah. they have a rest, and that's it. But and that's what the brain. But you are you can be smarter than your brain, and this is how you manipulate by educating yourself, and you manipulate the brain because even though you have the the impulse to have a chocolate, yeah. You know, by education or by, for example, your podcast, some people learned, maybe it's not so good. They will remember the podcast mm -hmm. and then we said, instead of maybe having the sugar, I will have a good breakfast with some, some cereals with, with some, and then I don't have this craving for sugar anymore. And this is how you can slowly manipulate yourself. Mm -hmm. And this is, it's with everything. Like, like if you want to do sports, it's always you have to start at one point. So one day you have to wake up and say, okay, I will start healthy. And, and don't get depressed. If, because many people, they start a healthy lifestyle. And then because we are all humans, then they have one day where they eat a lot, drink a lot of alcohol and then say, ah, I will never manage and I will stop it. I just continue. Mm -hmm. It's normal. Then you have a bad day. The next day you, you start again. And I think this is how you can manipulate yourself. And this is how you can improve yourself to, mm -hmm. It's an everyday fight with your brain, like like within we are all addicts in a way. So we have yeah. to fight our brain in a way. It's kind of simple, right? Yes, it's, you just make a simple small and difficult habits. at the same time. Yeah. And uh, a few days back, I, I spoke with the person who was so depressed, and he had uh, she had the mild depression until she had really big depression, and had. Uh, several thoughts, several attempts to suicide herself, okay. and and she found a solution for it, but uh, not the complete solution for it. She used to live in uh, UK and then okay. United Kingdom's medical service, medical system uh, could help her, but didn't help her until she overcome it. And uh, now, like uh, the question rises: How do we? Um, um, influence us by using medications 
now it's like when we talk about medication, it's under control of uh, uh, medical pers- persona, right? Uh, like doctors and all those uh, professionals. And uh, what kind of uh, accessible medications for normal, uh, from we can buy it from pharmacy without prescriptions that helps us to improve, improve our mood? Тарих бие энергийн хамгийнхийг нь зарцуулдаг. Тиймээс бид тарихаа маш сайн тийжэх хэрэгтэй. Тарихны тийжэл Brain Active Герман чанар. That's a very good question. So to help improve your mood on a very short term, yeah. you just eat sugar. It's very simple. So it's you just but it's not have on the long term yeah. it will make make you sleep. Mm-hmm. We are again talking just about the, the brain. Yeah. And you if if you talk about depression it's a really serious disease and if, especially if you, you have suicide attempts then it's really already a very um, it's a severe depression mm-hmm. but when we are talking and then you have to treat it with medicine so the medicine for it there are a lot of pharmaceuticals for it you have psychotherapy and there, there are ways it's it's mm-hmm. difficult it's like with cancer mm-hmm. so um sometimes people don't understand that depression is as severe as cancer so mm-hmm. these people need need help it's because most of you say depression just go out sit in the sun talk to you it's not so easy mm-hmm. but if you have a mild mild depression again the microbiome for example comes into play and all this it, it is known by just increasing social interaction just by uh, improving the microbiome by a healthy diet it can already improve your depression and so it's it's one way is is the diet mm-hmm. for sure but to go to, to a pharmacy and just say okay i want something then i think you should go to your drug dealer or something not to and buy somewhere on the street cocaine or something <laughs> but it, i do not recommend yeah, but yeah. this is something what but, but it's not not the solution you know so mm-hmm. it's, but it's not possible mm-hmm. to uh, now you know the after covid and there's a after covid symptoms and after covid uh, how do you call that long covid uh, long covid uh, disease or what yes yes disorder heard, yes long covid disease yeah, yeah. and you, i had the covid few days back and uh, i tested and it was uh, omicron variant okay. and then uh, i had i become mm, very sleepy i got tired and uh, i'm dreaming a lot i never dreamed that much and then I, after I, I just woke up and I remember many many parts of my dreams and then and, and there's a several stuff happened and I'm waking up too early without even an alarm and I don't know uh, until when it will continue I s- still I have these symptoms and uh, I got back on track by exercising it, it's, it it still improves me but not enough and then still I have sleep I have that feeling sleepy and uh, no no willingness to work right and you just want to be at sofa yeah so um is there any solutions for that uh, what's happening in 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 my neural activity okay, okay. Mm-hmm. yeah so i'm not a covid expert mm-hmm. so i think in the last two years everybody became a covid expert basically yeah. everywhere so i i'm not i'm of course i'm interested in it and, and i also suffered from covid recently and interestingly i had the same symptoms so i suffered in, in february with it and i had for six weeks i had very very similar sy- symptoms that you described uh-huh. by yeah 
there was something going on in my brain and I woke up too early, which is really strange. Yes. But but coming back, let's say if you have an effect, coronavirus or COVID is an infectious disease. So what's happening in the body, you have an inflammation and normally what's happening, and that's just a normal procedure. It affects the brain and it tells the brain, listen, please tell the body to have a rest. Why? Because it has to fight the infection. So it needs all the resources. Mm-hmm. So you should not move a lot. You should be a little bit depressed. So you suffer from a small depression. Yes. But that's a natural thing because, again, you should not move. You should just re- have a rest that your body can fight can fight it. Mm-hmm. And, and what I know from, from COVID that it can affect neurons directly. So there are now a lot of studies suggesting that it can be that people who had COVID can suffer from dementia earlier or you already see it, in, for especially if older people who had COVID, that their brain degenerates very, very click quickly, which is, I think, kind of scary, and it's, it has to be investigated. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so what I can tell you, for me, the, the symptoms disappeared, and also I'm, I'm doing quite a lot of sports, and you have to gradually adjust to it. But mm-hmm. what's interesting with COVID that it takes, yeah, dependent on the permit. and especially it affects also I think so that's really personal opinion mm-hmm. people who are doing a lot of sports you you feel it much more when s- because you are kind of used to listen to your body yes so many people who don't do sports they don't care about their body ah. so if you know if you you are me- conscious about so really that's my own own theory but I think uh-huh. if you are conscious about your mind you will feel okay last time I was like running for three kilometers now it's only two and a half yes that's strange if you only lie on the sofa and eat chocolate the whole day you, it don't it doesn't matter so you will not find the difference so maybe but again this this effect of COVID on the brain will be a big point of research in the next years or decades mm-hmm. hey um, one of my last questions uh, would be, what was your topic of uh, doctorate degree in on neuroscience uh, field? Yeah, so I'm <coughs> coming from molecular biology, mm-hmm. and then I got in, into brain science because what I found quite interesting is this neuronal plasticity. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, the topic that even the old brain can still learn and change and so my, my topic of, of the PhD was, it was called Molecular Mechanism um, Orchestrating Transdifferentiation of Sympathetic Neurons, which sounds very sophisticated. But it This is <laughs> where we finish this podcast. <laughs> you should, you should. And you learn about it by yourself. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you know, if you have a PhD, you have to find a sophisticated topic you can talk about. But it's basically that when we talk now to each other, uh-huh. your brain will look comp- different after this talk. So because you have new information and it's, you can really see it morphologically. So you have new synapses have uh-huh. been built and that's something, neuronal plasticity. Again, even though you're old, even if I talk to your uncle who is now 40 years of smoker yeah. and I, I tell him something, he will change his brain. So And that's how psychotherapy, for example, works. And my topic was, let's say, the, let's say the bait complete basics of it. So what happens if you put in the laboratory a new nervous cell into a different environment, 
will it change? And it actually actually changed. And there are a lot of epigenetics involved. And again, we can make five podcasts, but I think then it gets very, very top complicated and then you would have to stop it. Then it will be only trans differentiation and so on. So people yes, will lose, uh, it, lose it, I think. I was about to stop you. Yes, because, you. Uh, in, <laughs> in our podcast, I mean, uh, I, I really like to... Uh, give information digestible, yeah, right? I it's easy to digest and uh, and explain all those um, terms, uh, yes. scientific terms, right? Definitely. Even the synapses, that's the part that they should know. Yeah. This is my sports background, uh, sports science background, it helps me, helped me to understand yes. all these uh, things easily. But my audience, there's uh, many, many variants. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think if uh, people... If they already listen to, a, let's say, a scientific uh, podcast like you have, you, they're yeah. interested, but you're absolutely right. Many scientists or people like me, when they start talking, suddenly you say, okay, well, I don't understand the word. Is it now Spanish or <laughs> Latin or so and so? You're absolutely right. So yeah. it's important to that the normal public interested in it understands it. So mm -hmm. and, and I think that's also the duty of, of scientists to explain, to the, not to just be in the university, but to go out. Yes, make yes. podcast so it's very valuable for the public what you're doing here mm -hmm. and please all the sci scientists out there don't just know by yourself and die die with it please inform us with our language and then explain it please make dige digestible informations out there and uh, yes I would really like to find you guys and interview you like him <laughs> so, appreciate it yeah so uh, Bernard um I think this is my one of the first episodes that doing it with you okay. and uh, basically I superficially touched this uh, microbiomes part and uh, gut state and also neuroscientific part and the gut how it influences our behavior and, and influences back from from here to here, right? Yes, yes. And uh, this is very um, basic information that we can offer you by the time and we want to go deep dive into all those uh, informations with the different personas and even with the Bernards next time when you come to Mongolia. And how about uh, your visit to Mongolia after COVID and what have you felt? Yeah, actually, I've, I've, I feel fantastic. I arrived this morning. Yeah. I had an overnight flight, so normally I should feel tired, but it's... After two years of COVID, um, in a very you've stayed at home and working from home, and now to to talk to people again, to go out, to socialize, uh -huh. I feel how 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 I get better. I feel better. So and especially here in Mongolia, people are, are very friendly. The, mm -hmm. the city is developing. Um, you had a, a lot of young people here, and today on the, I think Genghis Khan Square was a huge use festival and I, I don't know so i i really like to see how mongolia as a country is is developing uh -huh. and to visit it i think it's now my 10th or 12th visit i, I don't remember but every time I, I see how the country is developing and yeah young people like like you so putting it on a different level so mm -hmm. it's yeah it's for me as a european guy mm -hmm. um it, it, it shows that especially young people all over the world we are we are all the same and it's really nice to to see different cultures everybody has its own culture but uh, this traveling and especially to mongolia is it's yeah, it's one of the biggest pleasures in my life to mm -hmm. be honest thank you very much it's really good to know that uh, you have 
you have you liking our culture, and then it's been twelve times uh, coming to Mongolia. He's like becoming one of us. And uh, thank you again. And we would like to have you back in our podcast next time. So it would be great. Bartla, appreciate a lot. Tugere. Yeah. Thank you. За үзэгчдээ та бүхэнд энэ подкаст хүрч дуслаа. Ерөнхийдөө таалагдсан байх гэж найдаж байна. Бид нарт мэдээж хэрэгтэй мэдээлэл байсан. Эндээс яг таны амьдралд хэрэг болгоуцсан мэдээллүүдийг та юу юу гэж бодсон бэ тэрийгээ бид нартэ доор хуваалцаарай. Тэгээд ер нь бол танд жаргалыг хүсэж жаргалтай байх үгүй та шийдэх нөө. Харин та шийдэхдээ юу идэж байгаа ч хамаарах юм биш үү? За тэгээд баярлалаа үзэгчдээ дараагийн дугаарт эргэ уулзцгаая. За та бичлэгийн төгсгөлд ирсэн байна. Бидний бэлтгэсэн мэдээлэл танд хэрэг болсон гэж найдаж байгаа шүү. Мэдээж амьдралын маягтай холбоотой өөрчлөлтийг иймэрхүү төрлийн мэдээллийг авмагцаа шууд өөрчлөлт гэдэг бол худлаа. Танаас хүчин чармаалт тууштай байдал шаард холно. За тууштай байдал гэснээс бидний бэлтгэж байгаа мэдээ мэдээллийг цаашдаа үргэлж авахыг хүсэж байгаа бол манай YouTube хуудсан заавал subscribe дараарай. Хажуудтад нь байгаа хонхыг дарчих юм бол орж байгаа мэдээлэл цаг тухайн танд notification хэлбэрээр очих болно. Тэгээд хизээ орн төдий та мэдээлэл авах боломжтой. Энэ танаас ямар нэгэн үнд хэлбэр авахгүйгээр нэгтгийг урьж байгаа зүйл шүү. Биднийтэй олон хүнийг төсөн бидний мэдээлэл улам мариун ихээр бэлтгэгдэж та бүхэнд хөргөжтөн байгаа. За тэгээд нэвтрүүлэгтэй холбоотой санал хүсэлтийг comment хэлбэрээр доор үлдэж болно. Үгүй бол Instagram болон Facebook хуудсаар дамжуулаад биднийтэй холбоотойч болно шүү. За ямар таач би танаас амжилтлан гоож ин биднийтэй нэгдэрээ subscribe тэгээд хонхын тук тук дарчаарай. За ингээд бидэнд таамд байдаг үргэлж баярлдаг шүү. Дараагийн дугаар хүртэл баяртай хайртай шүү.